When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Revely, revely, donks. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. The question of the day is, how many Delta 8 gummies is BC hiding in his tummy right now? (laughs) That's really the only thing that matters and what I want to know. Hi, everybody. On this Wednesday edition of the show, it's the 5th of December, 2022, Electric Boogaloo. My name is Luke Thomas. I am one half of your hosting duo for Morning Combat episode, whatever the fuck it is. And I'm here in your snowy nation's capital, Los Estados Unidos in Washington, D.C., along the, alongside the Viceroy of Connecticut. It's Brian Campbell. Brian, what is the, what is the number of Delta 8 gummies currently digesting in your... Look, if you think there's a chance I'd buy uh, over-the-counter <laughs> drugs from a gas station uh, for my recreational use, you, yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, Luke, I, I was nervous that we'd have to do this show, or at least on your end, from uh, from a shutdown uh, I-95 in the state of Virginia somewhere. Could you teach the people in your greater metro area how to handle a freaking snowstorm? What a debacle, Luke. Are you kidding no, me? No, dude. I, so here's the thing. I, I, I was, my parent, my, well, my parents, when they were together, lived in D.C., but even my dad, when my parents parents split up stayed in the area and i've had girlfriends who lived in richmond i've i went to william and mary so i've traveled that 95 corridor for the better part of my life and let me just tell you i was not the least bit surprised that it turned i mean it was a horrible situation but that turned into the way it turned into there's too many cars there's not enough road if the road i'm not gonna say they're bad roads they're well maintained but they're hilly and shitty enough where um, you know, if something bad like that happens, dude, you just, you just, you're not going to move anywhere. I, I, it's taken me one time. It's a two hour drive from DC to Richmond, no traffic. It's taken me seven hours before on a Friday, seven hours to make it two yeah. hours. So, I mean, you know, get, Hey, Hey, uh, parks and rec in uh, or street department, whatever in that area, get a clue here. Come on. I mean, there's people, people dying in their car for 27 hours with no heat. Come on. I know. Luke. Can you imagine Seriously. if that's the way that you go on 95 in the middle of a snowstorm? Because the, the Virginia Department of Transportation sucks ass. Is that really? Yeah. Yeah. That's a sad, well, that's a terrible way to go. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, back to MMA, Luke. Luke. Yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, you know, it's a Wednesday show. Just the fights haven't really kicked off again for the new year, but there are some stories floating out there, so we'll get to those. First things first, as always, thumbs up on the video. Hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast, leave a nice review on that podcast platform. And BC, everyone knows that we've got stuff cooking 
in the store, morningcombat.store. Oh, What's yeah. the latest on that, if there is any? Oh, look, there are. there is a whole new launch uh, of fresh products. They're about a little bit more, like a week or two away. But uh, the holiday merch has been moved. Shout out to all of our fans for jumping in, whether you bought it on discount after the fact or ahead of time. We're getting that shit out of there because there's new stuff to come. So for now, you have to, you know, purchase the classics if you're interested. But, you know, today is Wednesday, Luke. And as everyone knows, there's nothing better than to buy our merch and then on Wednesday, send it in to morningcombat at gmail.com, a picture of you wearing it so we can criticize everything from your physical build to your cable management to maybe even the, you know, status of uh, of the beauty of your significant other. So uh, today's going to be a fun... Look, nobody makes... Uh, a, a healthy batch of shit salad out of shit like we do when there's nothing going on in combat sports. So we'll do a little over-under today. We'll do submissions. We'll do all that, all that shit that just fills time and makes people laugh, all right? Now, I noticed you shaved your face, BC. Is the look, I want to be big boss man, you know, one week into chemo? What is the look here? Yeah, I, I, so I made them. It would not be the first time that I had, you know, grand illusions of what I could do with my own, my, my facial hair, just to find out after doing it. Wow. So, you know, I was wa- I've been watching Luke so many dark, you know, neo-noir 70s thrillers, you know, these these gritty mm. street crime movies, and everybody's got the big bushy sideburns. And I'm like, you know, Luke, you and I, we lived in the 90s, our high school age, in the, in the sideburns, you know, not reunion, but like because of, because, seriously, because of Dylan Walsh or Dylan, uh, Brendan Walsh, what, what the hell am I talking about? Because of Dylan and Brandon from 90210, Luke, they kind of brought sideburns back, back in our day, right? Brady Anderson of the Orioles had them, and I'm like, nobody does that shit anymore. So, Luke, I shaved up the beard the other day and was really going for it, and then, um, you know, my wife reminded me what I actually looked like, so uh, now the only repair, Luke apparently was this because if i go completely clean shaven i look instantly like a pedophile so uh i had to go with this you know sort of elite trailer park look just for a few days uh, until it all grows back you know luke Fair we enough. live we learn we make mistakes you know i got jay aaron texting me right now i mean so what a what a time to be alive what does uh pennington failure want he says uh fuck yeah it's actually dylan mckay Rest in peace. Of course, he's, of course, he's referring to Luke, the late Luke Perry, Luke. But uh, yeah. hey, instead of Pennington James, can we call him Failington James? Oh wow! See, here the thing is, like you know, I'll throw some trash on top of Jay's grave because you know because <laughs> he probably deserves it. But I kind of <laughs> like the guy at the end of the day. You know, I got a soft spot I, I, for him. You know? I actually do too. However, he's like Meg from The Family Guy, where. I actually enjoy making fun of him, even when it's utterly unfair and unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, he's ridiculous, but I, I respect the ambition, Luke. You know, he, he goes after it, bro. Uh, okay, well, there's that, I suppose. Um, Showtime is the label that pays us. Showtime.com, 30-day free trial. If you like it, you can keep it. If not, you can pound sand. Of course, we'll do, as he mentioned, fan subs today, Dead Wrongs on Friday, morningcombat at gmail.com is the place to get those in at any time of the day, 24-7, 365, morningcombat at gmail.com. BC? It's kind look, of a I, look, I do today. look younger, right? With with the with the Unibot, with the uh, Timothy McVeigh look, I do look younger at the very least. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit like Timothy McVeigh if he spent a week in Cancun or something. Okay, all right, all right. I, I'm a, I, I got <laughs> the like rock Oklahoma, Oklahoma City bo- Oklahoma City bomber with a couple of my ties. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like if I went to high school in Middle America, I I, I would fuck Luke in this with this look, right? No, you'd be the substitute gym teacher. That's what you would be. 
You'd be the guy that has the big giant sack of red balls that you would just throw out in the middle of the floor and be like, hey, figure it out for the next hour. That's what you that's what you would be. Probably, probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I don't think, I, you know, I'm not really in the mood to do a real show today. You, you want to just fart a lot and, t- and tell jokes? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mostly do. I, listen, we have a job to do. Otherwise, we'll get fired. But, like, just put, peeling back the curtain, my desire to do a real show today is somewhere beneath zero and anything less than that, actually. So, it's pretty All low. Right. Pretty yeah. fucking low. Hey, 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 did you see uh, 2021 Donk of the Year, uh, Damien the Donk's... Uh, Highlight videos he's been putting on YouTube of all of our uh, our funniest moments, Luke. It's 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 well done. I'll I'll shout him out there. I have not seen it. What's so good about it? He's made some nice compilation videos of all of our wackiest moments. Okay, he's a big fan, Luke. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Great, great, great conversation. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we have to do a little bit of the show anyway. We can just sort of make it pretty simple and, and uh, have have a little bit of fun with it. All right, BC. Topic number one. It's already kind of off the table. MMA Fighting even reported that the UFC has moved on. I guess what they wanted to do was see if it was possible, maybe, to get a quick turnaround fight for Dustin Poirier to face Nate Diaz in like six weeks or something like that. We we actually have some of the tweets about it where um, Dana, well, excuse me, Dustin Poirier said he was offered it and took it. Wouldn't have liked to have done it ordinarily, but didn't want to pass this opportunity up. And that the ball was basically in Nate Diaz's court. Well, Nate why don't you Diaz, throw the to... video, Luke, rather than steal the thunder of of paraphrasing. Right. Why don't you just right. throw yeah, yeah, the video? Throw... fine, 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 fine. Roll the video of Dustin talking about this on the uh, Teddy Atlas yeah. podcast. All right, that's why we do it. Yeah, I need eight weeks, ten weeks. Will it excite us? Will it excite everything? We're, we're your friends. We're behind you. But will it excite the fans? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. They got. <laughs> Wait! Don't go there. They, Ken, hold off. Hold off for a minute, Ken. Hold those questions. They're, they're irrelevant. It's now. a. It'll be a barn burner. I'll announce it right now. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Poirier will be fighting Nate Diaz. This is the early announcement. I know it's coming. Um, so flashback to this. Better not be and- Nate Diaz. Otherwise, you just blew. You just you. There will never be a UFC <laughs> fight allowed on our show again. This is pure speculation, hey, look, but I'm betting look, all my money that it's Nate I, Diaz. I, I don't. I don't owe these guys nothing, man. I'm not biting my tongue. It is Nate Diaz, and, I told and just you. like he got on Twitter. Listen, just like he got on Twitter. I'm not going to say what card. I'm not going to say a date or whatever. But he got on Twitter talking. You know, everybody's everybody's a tough guy, and this guy really fights, and I'm a fan of him. But everybody's a tough guy on the internet. He said something like, let's do it. I said, okay. I said, I'll fight you this month. I don't know if you saw that, Ken. I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll really fight you this month. Yeah, no, no. I Look, no, oh, yeah, yeah. Less than six weeks for sure. But I said yes. Now we're waiting on him. Okay. So Might there's well the story. the whole episode, right, Luke? Yeah, let's just yeah, I mean, my, my, well, listen, just change the name of this podcast to the Teddy Atlas podcast, you know, regroup. You, you got to put go. some water in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so then Nate Diaz takes to Twitter, and I actually found this pretty funny, believe it or not. I usually don't find these back and forth funny, but this one I did. I just talked to UFC, BC. I said, what's up with the DP fight, Dustin Poirier? I want to fight ASAP, but... They said Dustin sucks, and they don't want it. Sorry, Dustin, you suck. Hope to fight ASAP, though. Let's do this. Uh, fist emoji. P.S. Oliveira, you suck, too. Well, the Grinch <laughs> came to Christmas, huh? Love it. Love it. And by the way, shout out to that Teddy Atlas show. I know they just had a very uh, 
you know, kiss the balls of Dana White interview on there, but I do respect those guys. Remember we ran into Ken Rideout, the, the co-host there Yeah, in Ken, Ken's, the, he, Ken's a beast. I love that guy. Love that guy. Anyway, back to this. Luke, here's the, here's the key question here, because we all love this fight. We love what it means for both fighters right now in their careers. It's an instant fan sensation. It'd probably be a fight of the night on top of it. Why, why the cold feet? Does this just come down to money? Is Nate asking for too much? What the hell is really going on? I don't really understand. It's a great question. I really don't understand where they were trying to put this in the in the calendar. Obviously, the twenty second they have or whatever it is, twenty third or whatever it is, they have the the heavyweight fight. But we've already talked about why they don't want to be there with Ariel, right? Because it would just enrich Francis if Nate Diaz was on this card, which they probably don't want to do and don't even really need to do anyway. So it'd be somewhere in the February card, which is fine too, I suppose. But I, what I just don't understand is why they were rushing it all of a sudden to back out from it after both guys said they wanted it. Who well, I, I really it, didn't want it here is the question. You know, I, if I could speculate, maybe it was the idea that they thought they needed it to save a specific card that they were planning because this is the – look, this oh, is right. the perfect – this could headline a pay-per-view in a second, obviously. It's also the absolutely perfect uh, co-main event for any type of card that you're looking to add bluss, you know, uh, add, add buys to. So it could just be a situation where they sort of panicked and thought they could shortchange it and turn it around quick, and then it fell apart. Maybe they don't need it anymore. But this, Luke – you know, I've talked myself into it. This is the perfect fight for both guys next. 100% across the board. I don't want to see Connor and Dustin again. I don't think there's any need for that. Give Dustin a big money close-up. His brand is strong right now. Opportunity to make good on the recent title loss because it still seems, Luke, that he's got a ton left in the tank to make big fights, whether it's at lightweight or welterweight. Every part about this fight makes sense. Is there any connection, Luke, to this being the last fight of Nate Diaz's contract though and is that still true because you do see different you see a lot of shit on the internet luke most of it's untrue apparently i don't know but uh it seems like <laughs> is this ufc just trying to get to that point to figure out if nate's coming or going i don't know luke it might be again here's something else to think about i wonder if nate could do nate and his team like they're smart people man like they're not they're not dummies at all i wonder if part of it was hey Dustin is coming off of a loss to Oliveira where I'm not going to say Dustin looked bad, but that was hardly Dustin's best effort or something. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen him in losing bouts even where he got finished as well, like even the Korean Zombie, but he had better moments even in the Korean Zombie fight. This one was not, you know, he had a good first round, obviously, but after that, it kind of went sideways. So it wasn't really his best performance. I wonder if you're the Nate Diaz team, if you think. If we can catch him in whatever state he's in that produced that fight with Oliveira, if we can capture that, we have a much better chance of beating him versus if we start this whole process from a 12-week camp one more time. I, I wonder if Nate likes that sh short notice, catch this guy where he kind of already experienced the highs of the year and he's bottoming out a little bit, catch him right then, but it didn't work. I, I do think that might have played a role. It's interesting. It's interesting. Obviously, all the contract situations play a key part of this, but uh, make the fight. Make the. I mean, look, I don't know. I'm at the point, Luke, and I know everybody's sick of even talking about fighter pay right now, and it's not like we have much new to say about it, but I am of the point where we all realize how much money the UFC has. If it just takes a little boost to make a big fight like this that you know is going to sell, you know it's going to be fun as hell, uh, make, make the damn fight already, please. 
By the way, and that February pay-per-view that we're thinking of is 271 Adesanya Whitaker. That'll be February 12th in Houston, Texas. Do they need to be on that, I guess? How well do you think Adesanya versus Whitaker is going to sell? Pretty good. Not great, but pretty, pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, so you think a Diaz versus Poirier fight, if you add it to that card... Now you've got some real promotional heft. You could get maybe not a million buys, but you could do really, 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 really well. That, I guess look, they said, they, fuck it. If they did that, you and I might have to get in a van and drive across country to see that that card. I mean, that that's a you got to be there. That's good. It's a great fight night. Do that. That would shit. be a great fight night. Yeah. And also it has Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson and uh, some other ones as well. So that could be a really fun contest. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um Topic two, just some fight announcements, BC. Bellator 273, this will be January 29th. Benson Henderson taking on Islam Mamadov. BC, your reaction? Okay. Cool. <laughs> I know, it's like, what's Benson Henderson up to? I'm not even hating, but I'm not like... I'm not I mean, like I don't checking hate it. for it, you know. I didn't think we'd open our quick. I didn't think we would open this segment with it. I don't hate it, Luke. It's 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 sort of where Benson Henderson's at. We're using his name and in, in what's left to 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 gauge the the new up and comers. And if this is a guy straight out of the Schmesh factory that's ready to add his name to the you know recent big time uh, move, shaking and, and move making that the. Uh, that the Russian, the Dagestani, the greater region fighters have been doing in Bellator, then, hey, then it's good matchmaking. We'll see. All right, here's one that I find uh, a little surprising. Sadiq Youssef taking on Alex Caceres. Uh, Boy, I got to tell you, they're trying to get old Bruce Leroy hurt, huh? <laughs> How good is Sadiq, Luke? Let's be fair. Uh, he's very good. He, he obviously, uh, I think, has learned as he has moved through the featherweight division that while he is a very talented and powerful striker, there is some managing of his resources through experience that needs to happen and, you know, some overall skill development. But, like, do I have him as a championship-level um, fighter, or at least what he could eventually become one? I do think very highly of Sadiq. I don't, I don't think Alex is of that, of that ability. Luke, I didn't want to go too quickly past that first fight, only because... You know, I had to look up Islam Mamadov to remind myself, but he is 20 and 1, went completely yeah. unbeaten through his run of World Series of Fighting in PFL, and just beat former champion Brent Primus. So, yes. do, do do you think he's ready to make some serious noise at this weight division? Yes, but he's a, he doesn't have a super dynamic game. He's very well rounded, as you can see, like the, the 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 wins and the overall body of work speak to that. But he doesn't. He's not like. He's not like Islam Makachev or Habib that are not only dominant, but have this ability to like wow you with their control and overwhelmingness. Mamadov is a little bit more of a is a little more Phil Davis than Habib, if that makes sense. Luke, I, what I'll break up the flow of this show. You think I care? I'm trying no. to get what who are your like everyone's got their fighters and we sometimes heckle. I'm trying in the moment, Luke's elite upper crust core of favorite fighters. I'm I'm gonna go for it right now. You ready for this, Luke? You ready? All right, let's see it. Woo. All right, here we go. Anthony Smith. Uh, hey. Israel Adesanya. Of course. Alexander Volkanovsky. Sure. Brad Riddell. Not as much as you might think, but yes. All right, well, he comes from the family that you're invested in. Um, the guy, the guy, the guy that you think's next, Luke. What's the guy's name again? Shavkat Rachmanov. Rachmanov. Yeah, that's the core. Am I missing anybody in terms of who at the moment has your heart? 
at, at such a, a extreme elite level? Uh, for a long time, still is, but you know, I would, I, I would, I, the guys whose games I've broken down the most will tell you who I just am most intrigued by. Max Holloway belongs on that list as well. Um, Forget intrigued else? by these are your favorite fighters, Luke. You love the shit out of these. But that's guys. what, but that's what it means when people like I don't love fighters like fans love fighters. Fans love them as these like people of worship. I don't view them like that. I view them as um, uh, skilled operators of an activity I care about. Right. So in that sense, I do I do value. All right, Luke. Max let's let's highly. play. Know your co-host. Who are my favorite fighters? Joanna, um, <laughs> Cheyenne Vlismus, <laughs> yeah, well, Emily yeah, okay. Emily Wh Emily Whitmire. <laughs> Luke, I like male fighters too. I mean, I don't know where you're going with this, Luke. All right, hey, come on. Uh, let's see, Valerie Lorena. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's not. It's not. You know, no, no. <laughs> uh, who are your favorite fighters? Okay, like for real, for real. Um, Andre Koroshkov. Yes, yes. Andre Koroshkov. I'm a big Adesanya guy. We know that. Okay, that's fair enough. Adesanya. Um, Kevin Lee. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Lee's another one. Dude, uh, I'm Usman Nurmagomedov. I am on that train. Not just in the, I think he's great. but I Are think you really? I, yeah, I love that guy. I love him, Luke. Love him. Okay. Usman Nurmagomedov is another one. He's great. Um, Cheyenne Vlismus. Definitely don't want to miss that name twice. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a day one Rose guy. People know this, okay? Day one Thanks. Rose is another one. Yes, that's true. TJ Dillashaw of, also. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot. Right. Dude, you like, at a bare minimum, you like a lot of the fighters. Like, there's not a lot you don't like. Well, right? Luke, this is, you know, whether you think you're a journalist or an entertainer, uh, we're all fans, Luke. So let's not let's not ever forget that, okay? I don't want to forget that. All right, we got more of these to get to. By the way, this is probably setting your uh, world on fire. Henry Corrales versus Aiden Lee on that same card, Bellator 273, January 29th. I mean, Corrales is cool. Aiden Lee, it's a fine fight. It's a fine fight. Um I'm imagining you're going to have to say nothing to say. Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill, February 19th, UFC Fight Night. What do you think? Yeah, this is the kind like of matchmaking. This kind of ma matchmaking we want for Johnny Walker. This should be high thrills. Uh, Luke, you still high? You still high in him? You still think he can make a legitimate title run? Um, no, no. <laughs> All right. Do you see him as just explosive TV fighter who does really weird things? Yes, but, you know, is capable, certainly, of some growth. I mean, I don't think that that's all he can be, but I think it's mostly what he can be. Uh, and by the way, Jamal Hill, you know, certainly a skilled boxer and accurate puncher. That fight could go long, or it could be real short, too. You never know. So, uh, an interesting one. Ryan Spann taking on Ayan Kutelaba. This will be the fight night the week following February 26th, B.C., uh, That's a good fight. I Kute Labo. He's a maniac. No, that, I mean, that, that'll be an action fight, but also Span's got a lot of explaining to do because we did do the whole, hey, man, he looks ready. He might actually be ready for a contendership here when he had that main event fight against Anthony Smith, and he didn't look the part, Luke. So it's it's always interesting to see when people come down from from the high of are they ready to you know break through the crust. You know, Can they bounce back, or, 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 or who are you? So I like this fight. Uh, I agree with that, but the one that's really interesting, this is a great one. Marina Rodriguez taking on Yan Xiaonan. This will be UFC 272 the week following that fight between Span and Kutelaba. March 5th is the date of UFC 272. 
And BC for women's strawweight, dude, that is a sick fight. That's an important one. Honestly, if Rodriguez wins that one, correct me if I'm wrong, she probably gets a title shot. Yeah, look, I had multiple people reach out to us and say, uh, well, they said a lot of things about our award picks, Luke. <laughs> Number one, uh, how many times do you think I'm going to get dead wronged Friday for saying Alvarez when I meant Gaethje and Chandler? Oh, Number yeah, two, people just can't believe, Luke, that that you're still willing to think that there's anything but Pena as the upset of the year. But number three, they think we overlooked Marina Rodriguez, at least for saying she's in that debate of fighter of the year on the female side. Luke, do you know who she beat in 2021? She stopped Amanda Hebas and then took fairly convincing, if not one-sided decisions over Michelle Waterson and Mackenzie Dern. We all know she's ready for the big time, mm. but you look back on those three fights in particular, she grew a ton, and Shaunan looked to be, like her, one of the you know potential next big things, but but then had that one loss. So this fight has so much at stake, and this could this could really be special. Yeah, you're, you're right about uh, Rodriguez's year. It was a very good year. We certainly overlooked it, and the, even the Dern win showed that she's not as well-rounded as she could be, but she is patient and careful enough such that her deficiencies don't cost her in ways that they might otherwise cost her. She's very, very careful about managing risk in positions where she doesn't have the same kinds of strength, and it shows. Last but not least, Irene Aldana taking on Aspen Ladd, UFC 273. Oh. This will be April 9th. That's a tough fight for Aspen Ladd if she doesn't get that one to the floor. Dude, This is we already know Aspen Ladd's at the point where it's not. It's almost now or never, Luke. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. It's like yeah. how many times are you gonna dangerously miss weight or or get hurt or not come up big? I mean, you know, I'm sure the UFC thought she would already been. Uh, you know, would have already had a shot at the title at to this point. But the career has had some missteps, and she's got a lot of explaining to do after that disastrous loss. So you talk about uh, a big fight. I mean, Aldana's one of those rare, legit one punch finishers on, on the female side. So. It's a great style clash, Luke, and we're going to get a lot of answers in terms of uh, where the winner's going to go up that 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 short ladder to the top for for the title, which obviously has got flipped upside down by uh, Pena pulling the upset. But, you know, Ladd had that one fight at 45. If she's going to keep making 35 and actually figure this thing out, Luke, a, a lot it seems like there's got to be a lot of changes outside the cage. So hopefully that is what's happening. All I see on Instagram is hiking and dogs, you know. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, she only had the one win. She only had the one fight, Aldana did, in 2021 against Yana Kuniskaya, which she won inside the first round. I don't know how... F I'm not going to say she's that close to a title shot, BC, but honestly, if you beat Kuniskaya, and let's say, remember, that was inside of a round. So let's say she beats Ladd in a similar kind of way, inside of a round. So you'd be having two first-round finishes. Again, let's just imagine that that's the scenario. I don't think under that scenario, she's all that far from a title shot, in part because they just need fresh names and somebody new. Oh, for sure. And Aldana, as a Mexican national, could be quite valuable to them as a contender. Not just that, but before Amanda just had that upset loss, you know, Aldana was starting to be one of the rare opponents you could you could put in there against Amanda where you're like, okay, I can't favor her, but I see a path to victory. She is a big puncher. She's aggressive. She can handle herself on the ground. She goes after it. Um, I think, though, Luke, we... What what she's the question she's going to have to answer, which again is why matchmaking wise is such a great fight, is uh, she didn't look like a killer against Holly Holm. 
you know? And then that's that was the test to find out if she was ready. To your point, it's going to be such a short leap to, to get a title shot in this division that all she has to do is package a couple great wins, and this would be, you know, this probably would be enough. But, Luke, are you concerned by what you saw? The Whatever whatever was dynamic about her got snuffed out against Holly's, all you know, well-rounded technical game. In terms of Aldana? Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, maybe. Certainly that was, you know, listen, that was five rounds. That was a little bit more of a thorough showing about the limits. I think that's fair. But that was also a while ago. She's had lingering injury issues. She had a really tough bout with COVID as well. Like, I know it really knocked her on her ass and she had lingering effects, which is why, in part, she was out for so long. So I guess all of that is to say that's a fair point. Certainly the home fight could be something that shows you what the limits are. At the same time, if someone's had those kinds of setbacks and that amount of time off, you also need to acknowledge there could be a little bit of time before they get themselves back. At the same time, she is only, she just just turned 33 she should be primish about now. Like, whatever limit you're going to see, I think you're right to note that the home fight might tell you about some of the, the more real limits. At the same time, I also feel like because of she's getting back from so many things, while there may be some fits and starts, I do expect her to look pretty good um, in her next bout, whether she wins or she loses. I guess I'm just saying I don't take that as the ultimate arbiter of how good she is. I feel like... I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's her worst loss, BC, because she's had some other ones that were worse. But I tend to think of UFC fighters as I throw out their best wins and worst losses and kind of see where they are in the middle. And if you take those into consideration, she's got a little bit of space in the middle that makes you think she could still be competitive. So that's it. It's going to look, look, however it plays out, whether Pena Nunes do an immediate rematch or whether something like Valentina slides in or like this, suddenly this division is going to be a lot of fun over the next year plus. And, and it needed it. It needed something, Luke. All right, uh, topic number three, BC, quick hitters. This one I find unbelievable, but I guess it is true. Yohanna Njajic expects to come back and fight Zhang Wiley. Yes, she told a outlet in Poland, quote, everyone thinks I'm not in UFC anymore because I haven't fought in a dozen or so months. Well, she hasn't fought before the pandemic. But I'm coming back and fighting number one. It will probably be Wiley Zhang. I thought it might be Carla Esparza, but it's already confirmed that she is going to fight for the next championship. I don't see any other fight just going for the belt. Dana made me an offer to fight for the championship, but I would have to wait until November or December, and I don't want to wait. I want to fight. Dude, let me just say this. I get why she's taking this fight. I understand that. There's There might be enough of a calculation between risk and reward that it's the valuable, effective, frankly, the only rational call you could make. I understand that. But BC, here is what I am saying. Even prior to the uh, the first Zhang Wiley fight, because this will ostensibly be the second whenever they make it, even prior to that, she had been in a fair amount of long, grueling fights. I think after that fight, I had noticed she had taken, everyone had noticed, a huge amount of damage. She hasn't fought since. Let me see if I get this right. You already had a lot of damage before that fight. You took a shitload in it, and now you're coming off of a layoff to fight the same person you just fought the last time. I can see why, A, she'd want to raise, and B, dude, they're going to grind her into dust. Like, you cannot have that kind of schedule against these kinds of opponents and have those kinds of fights and come out the same on the other end. It's just not going to be that way. I wish her the best. She might win. I thought she won the first time, BC, but that is a tough, tough schedule to compete you know, in. I'm trying to figure out her motivation. Is it because I was surprised to see that Dana according to her, offered her the winner of Esparza versus Rose 2. 
but she would again had to sat, sit out another year. She's at the point where she's probably only got you know one if or, or maybe two sort of elite performances left, if that. Because it, it, I don't think your fear in this case is overstated because the. She has not fight ending power. She never has, outside of that absolute destruction of Jessica Penne, right? She's a volume person who outworks you. Think the Gadella rematch. And it was always fearful that when she got old, if she kept trying to stay at this elite level, that she was going to have to be in this spot where we're fearful of her taking up too much punishment. Because, look, even in her best wins, because she's not a finisher... Uh, do you remember the do you remember the Kovalkiewicz fight at UFC 205? Uh, Ioana went right to the hospital afterwards, even though she won a clear decision. I mean, she took she went through hell in that one. You're right, but I wonder if, if her mindset is I don't want to wait that long because because maybe I maybe I don't plan on fighting more than once, and if I want to come back for one more giant payday and I can't get the title right now. You have to look at it from a financial standpoint, Luke, and this is where fighters are in this spot. A lot of times they're like, let me just get the biggest bag available left. This is probably the biggest bag available for her with the storyline, with the expectations of violence, and maybe Luke, aside with being a competitor and wanting to run back a fight in which she just nearly lost while giving every inch of herself, maybe she thinks Whaley's compromised following the two defeats and, of course, the head kick defeat. Uh, it, it, it's interesting, Luke. I, you know, I, I, you're right, but th this is unfortunately the reality of the game where this is how she's going to make the, the, the big-time money that she wants to. And damn, we're going to benefit from it, Luke. I mean, could you see this fight being, even if it's more tactical, it's, it's going to be a th damn thriller. Yeah, I do. Like, even in a situation where you win, where, let's say, again, I thought she won the first fight, and let's say she does enough to win the second. You know, even in winning scenarios, though, dude, like, it's just going to be grueling work. Obviously, there's a scenario where she goes in there and one-punch KOs Zhang Weili, who, by the way, is grinding herself into dust with all of the fights that she's been taking that are difficult in the way that she has. So, you know, hardly JJ is alone here. But I just mean to say, like, dude, there's not a lot of, you know, let's say there's a hundred scenarios, likely scenarios of how this fight could go. The vast majority of that hundred, win or lose, are going to be scenarios where you have to take a lot of damage and put in a shit ton of work to get your hand raised it's 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 just really 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 she can get it done and it makes sense for reasons that you would you had articulated but either way a pound of flesh is going to get taken well if this would be a uh, huge win uh, on the you know in the second half oh, yeah. of her resume this would be a very very huge win i mean i sort of thought after the last jang wiley fight given how brutal it was and you know again it's the best women's fight i've ever seen um I thought that was for sure it for title implications, but MMA is funny. Even even if uh, even if we're right that that fight grounded her down, she still got a little bit of life left in her. So we'll see how things go. All right, this is I don't know if this is a Showtime thing or not. I don't think it is because no one Showtime said anything about it to me. But Floyd Mayweather is going to have some kind of exhibition on a Dubai helipad. This will be on top of the iconic Burj Al Hotel in Dubai. It's an exhibition on February 20th. BC, you want to see Floyd hit pads on a helipad? No, he's not hitting pads, Luke. Do you see the YouTuber that they're rumored that he's going to call out? Do you have the name in front uh, of you? It, it, is it me? No, no, no. I, there's some name. It's like uh, some guy I never heard of. You know, this is when you realize when there's firm confirmation that you're old and washed and that this is not your era anymore. Uh, who's the guy? Can you somebody look it up? I'm trying. Uh, I'll look it up. Uh, let's see, Mayweather, Dubai, boxing. Here we go. Yeah, I don't know the All guy right. he's talking about. YouTuber Money Kicks. Money Kicks. All right, Money Money Lion. <laughs> you need a cash advance, Luke. Um, this is uh, 
Look, it, it's a, even though Floyd said he'd never do this again after the Logan fight was tougher than he thought. Um, oh, I'm not saying Money, Money Kicks is the son of billionaire Saif Belhasa, whoever that is. Okay, okay. Uh, this is a this appears to be right in Floyd's playbook. A, a really calculated move in a fight that he probably has no chance of getting hurt in in a unique location that's at least worth you know seeing what it looks like. I know Anthony Joshua has hit pads on there before. I know they did a, a big time tennis match with Federer that time on top of that thing. But um, yeah, Luke, this is what Floyd Mayweather's great at doing these type of events. He 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 kind of has no shame in this category. So uh, you know we'll we'll probably at least throw an eyelash at it in terms of what the hell does this thing look like but uh uh gone is the day where he's going to put himself in a position where he can get hurt at all look yeah well he's fighting a dude named money kicks who is a 19 year old youtube star whose name is rashid belhasa and again is the son to billionaire tycoon saif belhasa so you know so this is probably the rich, the rich. The rich just don't have enough things going well for them. I've noticed. You would guess this is Money Kicks' dad arranging this so that Money Kicks can become a global superstar in his own field, right, Luke? Could be that way. Certainly, nepotism is a problem in the uh, among uh, elite societies everywhere. All right, Scott Coker is trying to make an MVP versus Amasov fight. BC quote to MMA Junkie Scott Coker said. I know MVP was kind of back and forth. Do I want to fight Lima again? Do I want to fight Amosov? And then we just said, hey, you go think about it. Our opinion as a company is you want to take the next step. You want to go fight for the belt now. This is your time. If you don't want to do it now, what are you going to do it? Uh, and then you can come back and fight Lima again in the future. So to me, it's the right fight to put together. I think it'll happen in the second quarter. It'll be in London. It'll be a big, massive fight over there because he's such a big star. BC, why wouldn't MVP want to fight Amosov exactly. for the title? Scott Coker nailed it. If you're not going to do it now, then then what are you doing? Look, you know, let's give MVP a lot of credit. We had legitimate questions each of the last, you know, three, four fights of can he ever truly put it together? Is his, you know, highlight, real flashy, almost one-dimensional side of truly enough to beat the elites? Well, credit to him, Luke. This turnaround has been great, and... He 34 is he pushing 35 the w the window is right now and Luke even though Amasov is an absolute you know hammer and truly the wrong style matchup for MVP MVP's also that wrong style matchup for him from the standpoint of being dangerous to land that one big strike. I love this fight. We all love this fight. It would tell us a lot. It's about time we find out exactly who MVP really is. Uh, why the hell would you have to go back to Lima? I mean, again, like Scott said, you can get that fight anytime. Okay, let's do this now. Okay, let's let's. Yeah, let's... I mean, this is a this is a pretty serious knock on MVP a little bit. Obviously, he's quite talented. But Amosov is, you know, listen, is Amosov, here's the thing. Amosov is a bad fight for him. Let's just be honest. It's a bad fight for him because he can wrestle and he can wrestle for 25 minutes. That's just a terrible combination for him. On the other hand, dude, Amosov is a tough fight for everybody. Logan Storley wrestled all his life. Amosov was still a tough fight for him. Like, there's really no way around it, and he's the champion. You know, like MVP and I think Bellator have been, have been, very fair to MVP is the way I would put it. Like, very fair in giving him just the right kind of fights for him to look good and to make incremental progress. But what is he, 34 at this point? Maybe a little bit older than that? Like, it's time to fight the elite of this division and nobody else. This guy is the champion. You've earned a shot. Go get it. Like, there, this is the time to go get it. I, even if I understand that Amosov is a very inconvenient fight, not so much by virtue of his status, but by virtue of his fighting style, for everybody. 
And look, to be fair, look, you got to give MVP the respect of what he, what the danger is he brings to the table. He may be a highlight reel can crusher, but the more he stepped up in competition, he's still proven he doesn't have to go away from that. He doesn't have to sacrifice the threat of of the that he can end the fight at any time. Uh, you know, which we thought maybe would happen the more more he climbs this ladder. He's still like, look, if you're Amosov, yes, you'll be favored. It's a style matchup. You should do it. But you got to be on your toes, man. This fight can end at any point. So um, uh, why are we having this conversation? This, you, Luke, Luke, Herm Edwards, right? We play to win the game. That's why you're in this game, to win the damn right. Weight championship, right? And if you're Fedor, you want to go out with the heavyweight title up for grabs, uh, apparently. Um, Scott Coker also telling MMA Junkie, that's what Fedor asked me for a Bader rematch. Quote, if Ryan Bader beats Valentin Moldovsky... I want Bader. That's what he said. I'm going to give him some other options for the beginning of January and go from there. So we're going to see how that fight plays out and then make a business decision. How how much more interested are you in Fedor Bader two, Brian Campbell? Uh, is it now? Is it Fedor Bader or Fedor Bader? I'm having a lot of trouble. It's are like you my wife do gets, that joke every time we bring you know, them up. My wife gets mad that I can't say. Is it ear hair, Luke, or air hair? All right, I'm going to go back and work on a tight 10, Luke. I'll be back in a little bit. You, you'll definitely be surprised. Uh, Luke, uh, yeah, what, oh, look, if you, if you put this fully together as Fedor officially saying goodbye and he's going to go out against a guy who knocked him out for the Bellator Heavyweight Championship, I'll get behind it. Why? Because Fedor's victory over Timothy Johnson in Moscow, which we sort of maligned coming in as being maybe like too dangerous for what it was which was just a hometown we love you russia you know from russia with love within russia with love to fedor but luke he looked like he's back in shape and caring again where he's still pretty damn dangerous the problem with this scenario is this luke valentin moldovsky i think is gonna he's gonna he's gonna grind bader up uh, wow bro wow really yeah i think it is luke i think he's coming so he may have to rematch bader anyway without the title as that's his goodbye but uh you know I, are you feeling what i'm feeling here luke not necessarily. I think Bader beats Moldovsky uh, without a whole lot of issue, actually. Really? And then, you yeah. think that's like a one-sided, like Bader gets back. We're all good. One-sided is maybe a little strong, but definitely like if they fought, they're going to fight five. But if, you know, I, I, I'll put it this way. If they fight five and it goes the full distance, there'll be no doubt in your mind that Bader clearly won at least three of the rounds, if not more. That kind of a thing. All right. You know? All right. Okay. So then if it happens, Luke... Um... I'll say I'm marginally more interested. Bader is certainly slowing down a little bit, I think, as he gets closer to 40. Even at heavyweight, obviously, he just, he won the Grand Prix, and they didn't lay a glove on him. But it's been some time since then, and he, I think, is going to be slowing down exponentially, uh, obviously, uh, you know, from the his athletic highs of his late 20s, early 30s. So um, I still would favor Bader to win, but I like kind of where Fedor's head is at, and I say it's a little bit more winnable than the last one where he lost in, what, like eight seconds or something, whatever it ended up being. See, Bader scares me. He can't do me. any worse. I feel like when when it when it goes with Bader, it's gonna go, and I feel like he's getting close, and we don't and I and I don't want to be the last to know, Brittany. You know, I want I want to be the first to tell you it's happening. I like Moldovsky in that, but also Luke. Um, what the hell would we do with Fedor's uh, legacy to add that that extra little uh, trinket on top? I mean, that to do that at his age, if he won the Bellator Heavyweight Championship and said goodbye, it, it's not like you can you know, it's not like he'd be he's already uh, you know in the goat category. But that's that'd be pretty damn nice. I agree. 
All right. Uh, AJ McKee wants to box Connor or Floyd. He tells TMZ Sports, hell yeah, I'll box McGregor. What's up? He's got a couple fights left. Showtime boxing. Let's do it. I'll box anybody. I'm a fighter. I want to test my skills against the best. That's why I've always called out Floyd. Uh, I want to test my skills. Hand-to-hand combat. One of the best athletes in hand-to-hand combat. I'm down for anybody. 45, 55, 70, boxing, blah, blah, blah. BC, do you care? No, because no, he's I so great. I definitely at, don't care. Yes. He's so great at MMA that I'm I'm actually I, I almost want to call up Scott Coker and be like, why is this guy not fought again since he had the big yeah. breakthrough win in what is it, July over Pitbull in the biggest fight in Bellator history? Now look, maybe there's contract squabbles, maybe they want to do the rematch with Pitbull and they're they're waiting to set it up. But you know, I would have if I, McKee seems so ready to be the next big thing in the sport that I would have put him in the next guy in line to defend that title. I would have been making plans behind the scenes to how quickly can we get him in a lightweight title bout. The only thing I would care from the standpoint of that crossover thing is if he said, if they tried something crazy in the Showtime pay-per-view silo and said, all right, let's lean into Jake Paul fighting MMA fighters who are much smaller than him. Let's, Let's take a small as heck, but in his absolute physical prime, no doubt, and put McKee in there to try to box Jake Paul. Luke, with the size difference, you could kind of talk yourself into that, right? Hmm, no, I don't care about those stupid fights. Um, I'll say this, though. I agree. Here's the funny thing about it, dude. Like He's been fighting in the, the, the Grand Prix literally since September of 2019. That took up all of his time because he fought Karhanian, Campos, Caldwell, and Pitbull. He fought one time in 2020 and one time in 2021. I talked to him in Cleveland, and he sort of gave me an indication about where things were headed and what might be up against it. You know, I think some contract renegotiation is really what they're doing. So I don't know what the holdup is, BC, but it's a fucking crime that we've got this guy at 26 years old, peak not quite I mean, peak of his powers in the sense of where he's been, not where he ultimately can go, but certainly the peak of his powers to date anyway. And he has fought one time in each of the last two years. It's a crime. It's a crime. He should be much busier than he is, and they need to figure that out right away. Would you call it promotional malpractice, Luke? That's a uh, pat. That's a. Is that? Do you have the trademark for that, Luke? I have producer credits. You know, similar. It's a similar kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. I haven't seen that one. Or uh, what's the other thing you used to do? Brosected. I haven't seen that in a while, Luke. Come on. Brosected. Oh, dissected? Yeah, well, that wasn't my call, motherfucker. So what do you want oh, me to no. do about it? All right. I, I haven't seen you go to the executive's office and say, we got we to gotta find a way to make this work. Yeah. Oh, because <laughs> there is no way to do that. All right. Uh, by the way, no, no, no. I, I'm also like, who's the guy from, uh, what you call it, with the red stapler down in the basement? Yeah, from office Who, space, yeah. From Milton. office space, yeah. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm that guy at CBS Sports. All right. Uh, BC, last but not least, they were fighting on air, and now they're going to fight for real. The event will be known, and I'm not making this up, as Knuckle Mania. Two. Knuckle Mania 2, Luke. Get it right, all right? I mean, I, I've seen Knuckle Manias. They didn't involve Mike Perry and Julian Lane, but this one will. February 19th, they're going to face off in bare knuckle. Uh, BC, Mike Perry is living his best life, is he not? Yeah, this is great. I mean, look, this is a fight that... <laughs> He's going to win under any circumstance. Let me bang bro indeed. Um, I've said it before. This is the perf. This is like if you're going to take pro wrestling and try to assign it to real combat sports and like this is it. This is carnival pro wrestling at its best within the actual fight game. So uh, is it a gas station hot? Yeah, damn right it is, Luke. So let's, let's just put it in the bun and, and pray for our livers on the way out. This should be fun.
You you look, you can't tell me this won't be worth tuning into. Oh, I mean, listen. This is what I love about BKFC. BKFC doesn't BKFC does not pretend to be shit. It's not. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they are what they are. They're knuckle mania. You know, it's fighting. It's fucking. Who's to say? <laughs> You know what I mean? It comes and it goes. It is what it is. It's but like the monster trucks of combat sports, right? Now, 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 like, now, now. Yeah. It's like the monster drinks of drinks. Like, dude, I don't drink this thinking I'm getting like perfect hydration from water or, you know, this is these are all chemicals that are probably good for me. I do it because I'm sad and tired and 42 and depressed. I need something that gets me going and it solves that problem. If what you're looking for is just a, a base desire for violence, well, I have great news for you. Mike Perry and Julian Lane are going to give you that on February 19th at Knuckle Mania. You know what I'm saying? Look, interested, interesting that you would support Monster so openly, Luke. Aren't those, uh, isn't their logo like 666 in Hebrew or something, Luke? Uh, if you're stupid, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah, no for me in my house, Luke, okay? All right, thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, you're, wait, you really don't drink Monster because you think it has something to do with the well, devil? Well, also it'll kill you too, Luke, but, you know, it gives oh, yeah, me a reason to stay yes. away, right? You know? yes. Yeah. yes, there is There is that. There is that. Uh, all right, well, that's it for us, BC, uh, for the topics. It's time for your side of the show, good sir. Yeah, look, we, we create fun segments to kill time. That's what we do on Morning Combat. This one's called Over Under. Over Under. That's where you got to rub the loofah over and under your disgusting, untrimmed genitals. Uh, <laughs> I've got 10 of them, Luke. I'm going to read you a number, tell you what it is. You tell me simply over or under. Here we go. One and a half, 1.5. The amount of times that the UFC's light heavyweight and middleweight titles will change hands combined in 2022. Okay, so your heavyweight champion is... No, light heavyweight and middleweight, Luke. Get it together. And middleweight, right? excuse me. So light heavyweight. So it's going to be Glover, and then it's going to be Adesanya. Between those two weight classes, will you have at least two change of hands? Yes, I'll take the over. I will Ooh. take the over. Ooh. What do you predict What do you predict happening in the title picture of both? You know, sort of looking... to, to What fuels that answer, Luke? So Glover, I don't feel like he might win his next one or whatever, but I don't feel like he's going to hold it within a year's time. If he defends it at least twice, he'll lose once. I mean, he There's could defend once and retire for all we know, Luke, right? That's true, but he's would that clat would that count as changing hands? Yeah, if somebody else, you know, gets the title, so so hands. so either by hook or by crook, it ends up being the same. Yeah, and then I do think Adesanya will beat Whitaker the second time, but after that, it becomes a little bit harder to say. Yeah, I, I I think even though no one's given indications to this, I think once he gets through this Whitaker rematch, you have to ask yourself like, what is there at middleweight for Adesanya? I think he moves up to two hundred five full time. Luke, he might. That's a great point. He might. That he really might. He honest to God, you have to change his body a little, change his outlook on the game. He learned a lot from the Jan fight. You know, it, it would be uh, him making a run at a second title would be the best move for him. I think you know historically with the, with the, with what he's accomplished so far. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. All right, Luke. Our second one is this. Uh, 0.5. The amount of times your tweets will appear on the screen during UFC broadcasts in the next year. Well, considering that the number <clears throat> has been zero for as long as they've been doing the practice, I don't know why that would change. Clearly, either Dana or somebody involved in the production does not like me. 
And so they have boycotted me, and uh, I don't imagine that will in any way change. Nah, Luke, I got to take the over here. Things are, you know, ever since you met me, Luke, the the th you know, things in your life have just been looking up, man. You know, so let's stay optimistic here. We yes, I've only been to the hospital four times since I've met you. Reform, Luke. I've brought on the need and the and the understanding and the you know through my being so open about my setbacks in life, it's it's woken your you up, uh, Luke. I'll say this: we just won a major award, and I think you know a lot of a lot of people are going to start taking notice if they haven't before, if they wanted to avoid. You know, I know, Luke, you've been around in this game before Morning Combat. I'm not saying that, but were you well liked before Morning Combat, Luke? I don't think I'm well liked now. Okay. So I don't, okay. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that really changed. I think this year you, you're going to be surprised, bro. It's, it's, it's a big year for uh, you. Cer All right. Certainly there's been a lot more positivity this year than in previous years. But in terms of outright attention, I, I mean, you saw who we talked to. There, there's UFC executives I talked to when we were in Vegas that last week and, or two weeks, three weeks ago, whatever it was. And they were nice to me. So it's not like everyone at UFC doesn't like me, but there's definitely like, for sure, Dana doesn't, and then there's a few along the way that don't as well. But there's there's a bunch that do, too. It's pretty split. All right, our next one, Luke. Three and a half. The number of UFC fighters who would be betting favorites in fights against John Jones right now. Oh, wow. Okay. So anybody from any weight class provided they could get the betting odds nod, right? Yep, and it, it would have to be next. For whatever you think John is physically right now, you know, right. you could do the fight at 205, you could do it at heavyweight, either or, but who do you think would be betting favorites against him? Okay, so let's think about anyone who could possibly be betting favorites against him. So the three that come to mind right away would be Gan, Nganu, and then Miocic. What about, you would yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say, you got to have Stipe in there for sure. Right, right. You would have to have one more for this to work. And even, by the way, even those three might not be favorites, but you could at least imagine a scenario where they would be. Who would be the fourth? Would it be Derek Lewis? No. Would it be, oh, you know what? Well, no, because the question is betting favorite. But yes. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I would I would put money on Magomed Ankalaev to beat John Jones. I would put wow. money on that. Wow. Yeah. But that's I, not what the betting odds would say. So I'm actually I thought you were going to say Prohatska by knockout. I thought you would say no, that. No, Prohatska is too wild. He's too wild. He's he's very, very... Dude, Prohatska is very good, and he's going to beat good fighters. He probably beats Glover. We'll have to see. But he's still a little too wild. Someone as careful and calculating as John Jones is going to be problems for him. But somebody like Megamed on Kaliev, I could see being uh, a real problem for him. A, a Glover to share a rematch. A lot, a lot closer than their first meeting or the same thing? First one went the distance. I was there for it. He twisted his arm early with that standing Frank Mirlock, and his arm was never the same. Um, I'll say I'll say a little bit closer this time. I'll say a little bit closer this time. Yeah. All right. I, th I still uh, think John wins, though. Adesanya versus John at two hundred five. You don't think there's the odds makers could go the Adesanya way, thinking Jones has been is going in the other direction right now. You know what's funny? I've actually had to watch even yesterday. I rewatched it again. The jo the the Adesanya Blahovich fight. Because I'm really trying to do something for my personal channel on like why that fight went against Adesanya. It's pretty funny for the reasons why, but I don't think again you're talking about, you're talking about who the who the odds makers would pick. I think given his performance in that, even though I still have questions about John at 205, uh, the current state of him anyway, not like obviously his his resume, but um, I still don't think Adesanya would get the odds favored in his 
in, even if he was champion, I don't know if he would get it over John. So no, like, can you find four fighters for odds makers to pick? I don't think you can. I would take the under on that one. It says a lot about what he's done in the sport. Absolutely. All right, eight and a half. The number of times Brock Lesnar has competed in MMA with PEDs in his system over his nine bout career. I would take the over. It's got to be all nine. I don't think he's ever done one natty, and I, I want to be very clear about this. I absolutely do not care whatsoever. Doesn't impact my judgment of his abilities or anything else at all. So, All right. Take that. Uh, four and a half, Luke. The number of ranked UFC fighters who watch at least part of all three weekly MK shows. Oh, I'll take the under on that. I mean, Emily Whitmire, who's not even ranked, walked by us and we were like hey we're you surprised we won she was like you fucking bitches i was like wow okay uh that was a little strong but all right she was like uh, i didn't think you guys had a chance in hell i think was her exact quote so yeah yeah she was like i have 20 bucks in my pocket and i wouldn't have spent it on you and i'm like oh all right that's uh that's a nice thing to say for two award winners but okay i mean that's Okay, maybe the ranked part of this question made it made it obvious. Okay, you're taking the under. Do I think four UFC fighters watch all three a week? At least four? Yeah, I, I know for I'm almost dead certain. Four. Ranked, though? I don't know about that. All right. Who's, in our, who's on our team right now? Uh, Billy Q. Sean uh, Brady. Sean Brady listens a lot. Uh, Adrian Yanez has come out as a, as a, as a donk, right? Adrian Yanez. You know who listens a lot as well? Alexander Rakic. Rackets really dude that yeah, guy's a badass a I, I take that as a compliment all right yeah rackets is a beast no rackets listens for sure um oh anthony, apparently anthony smith too luke yeah <laughs> whoops whoops on that one luke. yeah when, yeah when he was up in your grill reminding you of shit you said it was pretty clear he watched the yeah. show actually yeah yeah danny roof too all right uh luke let's keep it going here 15 the number of months until we finally see Jerron boots Ennis challenge for a welterweight title. Now, when you say a world title, you mean one of the real ones? Like, they're not going to create for him the WBA Super Philly Cheesesteak title? Yeah, know? I guess in this take, you know, a vacant one would count, but it has to be one of the big four real titles. I'll, I'll take the under. I'll take the under. I think there is just way, way too much momentum around him. I agree that <laughs> right now he's in a bit of a weird spot because he's obviously crazy talented and the people who have belts don't want to see him at all and they're going to try and find ways around that which is why i think the question is quite fair but with the promotional push around him and what he's capable of i i I think it'll be in this year he has a belt around his waist uh in this year so you're taking the uh, wow okay okay yeah i was gonna take the over because well, look, I, I would I don't want to take the over because that means that you know we go a year and a half. But it's like you know Spence is going to unify against Ugas. In fact, I think Spence on that live Instagram said it's going to be in April. And also, we know that you know if Spence wins that, you got to do the fight against Crawford if they can do it. I wonder if if it that'll push it off. But Luke, you know what I think the fight is for Ennis is we got. Keith has been off forever since the Pacquiao fight. If Keith Thurman wins that, that's the perfect big name, former champion, mm. still something in the tank, but welcome fight against in, uh, and we find out really how great. That'd be awesome. I th- you, listen, you know, boxing better, so you're probably right. But I also just am so high on him that I feel like promoters are going to try to find any way they can to start putting some hardware on him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Luke, 125, 125. The amount of THC 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> 125 seems comically low. I mean... Just Mikey is probably housing somewhere around 500, right? Just Mikey. I mean, for for breakfast, it was like you know for breakfast. Just, I mean, yeah. he's like he just you know how some people put like ketchup on their eggs. He yeah. just has he just has THC in a in a salt thing and just so he's probably high as balls right now. Gaff and Cor uh, Gaff and Corey. They're probably each at like 75 milligrams yeah, of. I uh, wish we had like eight. a. Like, you know, when you're playing a fight game, there's like the meter on top with your energy. Yeah. I, I, I wish we had that for THC going at all times on this show. You know? Dude, you know who's just absolutely high as fucking balls right now, though? Like right now, sitting just sitting in that control room, unable to function? Sally. Sally just stays <laughs> high, bro. Just you know, you know she's soft spoken. She's a she's there's maybe maybe Luke maybe that's her seat her superpower. Bro, she tries yeah. to hide it in that like oh I'm here to help. I'm gonna be quiet and be nice to everybody. She is nice yeah. to everybody. She's great and she is quite helpful. She's probably also high tripping balls right now. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, the answer to... is definitely under. A lot of people ask what's the what's, what makes the show so great? What's the secret? You know, sauce. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably that. All right, Luke. Uh, 18, 18. Oh, the God, percentage. Jesus. Please the don't percentage, make this what I, Okay. The percent. No, not not an age. Look, the age you'd. I be thought you. I thought to, you. I thought you were Phil. It's like Phil. What kind of women do you like? He's like preferably alive. <laughs> Luke, the percentage of MK fans who agree with your take last year that Anthony Smith is quote must see TV every single time. Okay, so how many MK fans are actually smart? You want me to answer that? I just to answer the question over under, Luke. I'll take the under, but I don't make. I don't make content for the masses. I make contents for the special people. So, okay. you know. For the record, as I told Anthony Smith, I, he's a great guy. I like him a lot, Luke. Okay. Yeah, you like you like you like fucking with him is what you like. I mean, what are the odds I see him again in person, Luke? Right. Probably pretty good. Although he might yeah. be retired by the next time you see him. I don't know how much time he's got left in the game, but we'll see. All right, Luke, we got two more. Here we go. One and a half, 1.5. The amount of UFC female pay-per-view main events that will be booked over the next two years. Female pay-per-view main events over the next two years. Okay. To give you reference here, Luke, there were zero female pay-per-view main events in 2021. One in 2020, one in 2019, Ooh. Ooh. three in 2018. Uh, so it's been a while since it was uh, a regular thing. I'll take oh this is a tough one I'll take the over I'll take the over I think there's a decent chance they sign Kayla Harrison and I think if they do they will find a way to put her in some big main events one, either with Amanda or two times or whatever something they're going to find a way so I'll say I'll say I'll take the over it's a okay, great question you, what is the last female UFC pay-per-view main event I had to look it up. What was, look, the, la what was the, the last, last one, one we just the last one we've had? Yeah. 
Um, what year was it? 2020. 2020. Shit, I don't know. Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer, Luke. Ah, which was, yeah, a bit of a dud. Felicia got her ass kicked. Um, yeah, indeed. I, I think that's why, you know, look, there are plenty of matchups that you can concoct involving Rose. Uh, it'd have to be probably Valentina against Amanda to be a main event, but I, I think there's a few that can that can be done. You get Misha Tate. It's possible. Yeah, you get Misha Tate in a title fight, Holly Holm. I mean, there's some things you can do to, to, to push that over. All right, finally, Luke, here we go. Two and a half, 2.5. The number of times Ty Tuivasa has shit his pants since the age of 13. Ooh. Now, that could be for anything. Like, he could have done it because he was just drunk, or he could have yes. done it because he had, like, the flu. Or he ate just something ridiculous and didn't make it to the bathroom yeah. in time. There's a lot, of, a lot of ways this could work, Luke. Because if shitting your pants is cool, you know, he might be Miles Davis, and we just don't know it, Luke. Right. He probably is Duke Ellington. You know what I'm saying? The Duke <laughs> Ellington of just sharding, you know? I mean, Luke, you do have to understand that you never know the meaning of never trust a fart until you know it. Once you know that meaning, Luke, oh, you know. Oh, brother, you, had... you should have done this question with me. I don't know if I could do uh, two and a half over under in the last week. Are you kidding? Um, Come on, Luke. It's got to be the over. I mean, there's no, there's no chance. Like full on shitting his pants? Yeah, yeah probably. I, I mean, listen, let, let, let me just say something. The answer is over. Okay, it's over. It's just how over. <laughs> it's just, a, a, it's how over. And B, just in the interest of transparency with the audience, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I mean... I don't want I don't want Taito Ivasa to feel alone here for any reason. Like Cabbage Correa, he's probably still shitting his pants, Luke. Right? You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. When he's not, he's probably going to run for governor with BJ, and you know. Yeah. There we so. go. All right, that's it for over under. Maybe it comes back again. Who knows, Luke? We got another. Well, one. I like I like I like over under. I like it. Okay. All right. Better than the wheel. The uh, week to week, I like over under better, but the wheel has just much bigger, you know, the week is your pay-per-view. You could have a pay-per-view every week, but you okay. know, uh, Luke, we got another segment morning combat G at well, morning combat at Gmail. Is the email address to send your fan subs Wednesday, your dead wrongs on Friday, but today we get to see your artwork, your picks. All that good stuff. Yes, that that yes, Corey. That was my Roy Ray Flores voice. Uh, it's called fan submissions. We've got mail. I'll tell you what, Luke. We've got mail fans. You better believe that. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. Uh, Luke, do you think this will be better than last week? Do, do you think Mikey got the you know the whispers in his ear about quality control on these? Uh, yeah, but he's fucking so full of THC that they probably fucked it up again. So let's yeah. just see. Hey, did you shout out? I watched that David A. video again from France. That was ambitious, Luke, with the with the uh, Harvey Weinstein and Epstein. Uh, he put a uh, lot of effort into his jokes about rape. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he made a run. You got to give him his credit. He shot his shot to become the donk of the year. It didn't pay Dude, off. I was he, thinking. I was thinking about this too, by the way, because you know I, I took my kid to you know Universal Studios over the summer, and I watch a lot of like kids programmings. Obviously, boy, they have scrubbed Pepe Le Pew out of. Uh, out of Looney Tunes. Have you noticed that? No, like, I haven't. If you watch Looney Tunes anywhere now that like uh, or you know, you see how they're featured today, boy, they've 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 forgotten about old Uncle Pepe. Uncle Pepe the, the, wow. the Pew. 
Who, well, it's like, like, dude, y'all can for, y'all can forget about him. I saw him try to rape cats for thirty years. Y'all can forget I, about him now. Yes, but I, saw I was going to say if, if, nowadays, if your name is Pepe, you pretty much you probably get it done, Luke. So that there, there's a tie in there. Yeah, no but his his it. is all consensual, so it's different. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Luke. Uh, fan submissions start with Adam C. He says, "Happy New Year." Please ignore my mediocre cable management, but I had to capture the moment of catching the MK 2022 predictions Aww. with my less than one day old daughter Isla. Unless it's Aww. yeah, I S L A. That's that's an Isla, right, Luke? Isla, see. You. The, this photo was taken December 30th. My wife gave birth in this very living room about 12 hours ago. Wow. They get the carpet. Bro, how did her. she give birth there and there's not blood and crime scene everywhere? I mean, you know, w- w- <laughs> I, I, if you've seen the birthing room floor once, Luke, you know, you'll never oh, forget it. I saw the birthing room floor and I'm like, wait, you gave birth or you <laughs> took a life? Which one here happened? Because it looks bad. Was tied to Ivasa here? Yeah, it's just, it's yes. a mixture of all kinds of sin, Luke. All right, uh, she is resting upstairs while I spend some time with the little one. All the best to you guys. Hope to see you guys thrive. And sh- P.S. Shout out to the Morning Combat subreddit. Brian might not like it as much as lurking as a homeless cat on other subreddits, but we hope to be able to spread the MK sauce to the masses. Oh, Luke, this guy Adam C. must run that subreddit. All right, well, shouts to Adam C. for being awesome and taking care of us over there on Reddit. And by the way, I do check that Reddit on occasion, about once a week. So um, shouts to all those Can you blow this picture well. up? I mean, how's this guy's cable management, Luke? How is his uh, fluid management? Where are we at here? Hard to say exactly because I can't see much, but it looks pretty good. And for the fact that a child was born there and the fact that it's not covered in feces and blood is its own little miraculous wonder um wow. do you think they 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 did the birthing in like a in like a kiddie pool in the middle of the floor luke even then i'm surprised it didn't spray all over the blinds and ceiling oh, God. Um, it's like the ending of taxi driver look it's yeah it's out of control wow all right uh let's get out of this before we uh before we lose our sponsors luke uh andreas number two says dear luke and brian a genuine holly holiday greeting from little old denmark last time i wrote to you i apparently made luke upset by indirectly stating that william and mary wasn't as good of an educational institution as tufts which is true, by the way, Luke. Sorry. Wow. To make it up to Luke, I wanted to order the dead Luke Christmas sweater. I made the mistake of listening to Brian, though, when he said in the beginning of December that if you ordered before a certain date, it would be shipped so that it would arrive on Christmas. I don't know if I meant that for people living in Europe. I just say stuff, all right? Um, Also, for international shipping, the Christmas sweater didn't arrive in time. So December 23rd, my wife felt so bad for me that she gave me one of my presents for Christmas a day early. As you can see in the first pic where I'm cooking Christmas dinner with my dad, when seeing the t-shirt, my five-year-old daughter pointed at dead Luke and asked, is that a monster? To which I replied, no, it's an actual man and his name is Luke. She responded with, is he evil? And I said, no, and told that he had a daughter about the same age as your younger sister. She said, then he's not evil? Luke, the Christmas sweater arrived just before New Year's, so I had to wear it that day, as seen in the second pick, where I'm enjoying that the kids finally sleep and can enjoy a good beer. Anyways, Merry Pagan Holiday to both of you, and a Happy New Year as well. Uh, if he says if we ever go to Denmark, Luke, he'll be our tour guide. Would you accept that offer? Yes, I've heard good things about Denmark. I really want to go. I would okay. love to. All right. Maybe we'll, yeah, let's do it. I'm into this. Uh, I, I'm sorry about the international shipping. It, it's I think it's more Luke of a uh, of a global shipping issue that goes even beyond the folks at uh, Malka. So to be fair, right? 
We're do- listen, we're doing our best. If it's not good enough, just wait longer. <laughs> there you go. All right, just buy another one. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Brett. Luke headed to the bathroom at the end of every MK episode. <laughs> not quite, but it's also, oh, I see. Yeah, Luke, that is uh, me right there. Remember that time that person made the video game characters of me and yeah, you? Yeah, that's really funny. You're wearing the BDE Hawaiian shirt with the lifting gloves. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Giving you the Rikishi stink face. Uh, there's a second photo here, Luke, I think. Is there? Does Brett have a second one? Team? Well, we're just going to watch this one over yeah, and over again. Yeah, I guess so. Am I talking into a... All right, he's got the same one twice. Let's move on. Andrew has some memes for the MK crew. Hope you guys like them. Shout out from Northwest Georgia, <laughs> even though Luke still hates all of us down here. I don't hate people from Northwest Georgia. I just hate most people from Northwest Georgia. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, Luke, me, uh, let's go to the second one. BC, I'm telling you, BC says, I'm telling you, Dana pays him behind the scenes with unmarked bills and keeps that shit off the book. How do people not realize this, Luke? Do you know who this is? Who the picture? Uh, not John S. Nash. It looks like uh, Moutinho, the soccer coach. Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, yeah. Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Jose. I'm not sure I pronounced the first. Ted name. Lasso. I don't know. Luke. Uh, Joe says no country for soy boys. Luke. Uh oh. <laughs> is that Helwani, Luke? You know full well who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, that movie's uh, that movie's good. It's a good ass movie. Luke, I you like that movie. Don't you like that movie? Yeah, that's it. Was really good, really good. Yeah, nothing bad to say. Thank you. Wait, wait, who is right. that? Cohen Brothers made that joint. Yeah, it felt like it. If yeah. it wasn't, it felt like their style for sure. Uh, this, this, who, hold on, who's the Spanish dude who plays the um, what's his name? The lead, the lead. Actor. I don't know offhand, but he's great. He's great. Uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. He's good. Uh, the fighter kid is here, not the fighter and the kid, not Brian Callen. He says, live look at you, Luke using his new pull-up bar. So tomorrow we start working out, okay? okay? Let's see. Maybe I'll even show you a few pull-ups on uh, this bad boy here, huh? <laughs> you see that? Pretty soon that's how strong you're going to be. Is that me talking to my kid? Yeah, yeah, it is, Luke. That's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, by the way, the guy <laughs> from the movie is Javier Bardem. That's his name. Yes. Luke, I mean, I still have my doubts, again, that that, that your walls are, uh, are not going to come crumbling down, Luke. Okay? Well, here's the thing. When you visit me, which you say you're going to do. Yeah, BC it, and like, DC. I don't have anything to hide. You can just come do it. All right. I'll go through your drawers. Yeah. All right. Uh, you, can find all my, you can find all my Delta 8 gummies. Yeah, Rui's here. Hello, Luke and Brian. Shout out from your P1 fan from all the way down in Singapore. Congratulations on your award. I'm a man of few words, but you get where this is going. Keep up the good work, good health, and good wealth to both of you. Are there gross dog dicks touching? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not here for this. Thank you, Rui, for the sentiments, but I don't need to look at that anymore. Yeah, this is is really kind of uh, appalling. (laughs) we got to draw a line somewhere please this is the line okay on this side of the line is the birthing room floor but on the other side like can you imagine working on this and like someone normal comes into your computer while you're putting this (laughs) 
dog dick touching thing together. It's like, oh, no, no, this is for a podcast I listen to. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck podcast are you listening to? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Luke, Tyler is here from the 412. Where's that area code? <laughs> he says, just a couple of images here. The first is Steve Farhood, 10 minutes into Showbox, finding out that BC has the dick jokes on lock. Wow. Uh, I do have a serious I know, it's like, it's like dude, dude, Barry Thompson's going to be like, so Brian, what's your assessment of why, uh, I don't know, I'll make up a name, Sanchez won this fight. And you're gonna be like three letters there, uh, Barry. <laughs> B D E, huh? Where's where? Where do I start cashing these Showtime checks, huh? By the way, I love me some Steve Farhood, the night, the nicest. Steve's guy the man. Ever. The, the, the best. Uh, the second meme is Luke's 2022 Xmas card after cycling through his dream Christmas present. Yes, if my wife was smart, she would have gotten me steroids like I've been asking for. <laughs> I'll take Stanazol, honey, please. The Windrawl. Yes, I want Windstraw and anything else that'll kill me before 50, please. <laughs> I'll have what Alzado had. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, Luke, he says, also, I, try, I, well, I tried to up my game after LT roasted my lack of skills when I just copy and pasted his head onto Darth Vader. Looking forward to a very weird 2022. Luke, I don't think his skills are much better, to be fair. Yeah, they're still they're still shitty. He still did a real bad job. <laughs> Tyler, you still did a real bad job. Yep. Our final one is from Took Took T O O K. I don't think Luke wants to hear BC's thoughts about Encanto. Would you guys ever try to to get on Queer Eye? You both talk about being washed and not being satisfied with your hair and wardrobe. Wow, Luke. Wow. Okay. Where's the coke? Where's the boobs? Where's Pablo? Isn't this about Colombia? Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You still God. haven't seen it? You still haven't seen it? I, what, when am I going to see that? Come on. For me, maybe. You want to do MK homework and Kanto version? You don't want me. No, you don't want me no, it's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Plus half the, you know what I, you know what I realized about this movie? Like if you don't already know the references, you're not going to learn new references about Columbia. So like when they put these references in the movie, like the only people who are going to get them are either Colombians or people who have visited a bunch. Like it's not, you're not you're not going to get the significance. It's kind of weird, but what are you? Alejandra Lara, Bellator uh, flyweight Luke, she'll get it. She'll get the references, I would imagine. Yeah, and then some. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, this was a shitty show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this show was terrible. We didn't yeah. need to do it. What do you <laughs> I mean, this could have been a good day off in hindsight. Luke, hey, you know, all right, that's great. We, we probably should have just, uh, you know, this. they got a reality star selling her farts in a jar for $38,000. Yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Um, do you want to do one Friday, Luke? I'll be on location. I, I'm going to bring Yeah, we'll stuff. do one Friday. We'll all do right. one Friday. We'll talk to you about the Roach Motel you're in or whatever. And what, do you want to do a homework assignment for Friday? You want to get the donks busy? Um... Yeah, why not? You want to do that? Why don't you set it up? Because you've seen this movie. I have not. So I kind of, so, I kind of set the table for us a little bit. We may, you know, if you remember, we've done some MK homework in the past, listening to music, but mostly we've settled on movies that one of us particularly has not seen and the other one can't believe it. So for this week's MK homework, meaning you need to watch this again or for the first time in the next two and a half days, is to watch Almost Famous. Yes, the Cameron Crowe film, uh, you know, based in part on his life story. Luke, I can't believe you haven't seen this shit. It's, I know, it's, I know. It, it, 
it's one of the most rewatchable movies of all time. But uh, we'll we'll break it down and, and in detail Friday whether I'm onto something here and as the rest of the world found out or whether this is a pussy movie that Luke will shit on. We're gonna find out, Luke. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. I've never seen it <clears throat> again. Sometimes you find yourself in life like, how, have you never seen or done something? And you know, I was never boycotting it. It wasn't a choice. I just kind of ended up in a place where I had never seen it. So you were uh, couldn't be incredulous at the idea that I had never seen it. So uh, let's see it. Let's watch it. I will watch it, and we will report back on Friday, and we will discuss it. And if you are a member of the show, by the way, if you want to send your thoughts about it as well, morningcombat at gmail.com, you can do that too. We'll take any reactions you have to the movie, especially if you're like me, by the way, BC. If you're like me and you've not seen it or it's been a long time and so it's relatively fresh for you, Send some thoughts to us. We'll read them out on the show on Friday, morningcombat at gmail.com. Philip Seymour Hoffman has a great uh, uh, small part in that. Luke, He's so. in this movie? Yeah, he has, he has, a, he has uh, a, you know, an important minor role. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's something. I'll, I'll t- I, I, who doesn't love Philip Seymour Hoffman, honestly? So I'll take that. Um, okay. BC, everyone knows morningcombat.store for any kind of merch, any kind of shit. Yeah. Um, I want to let people know, Luke. <clears throat> the tie-dye shirts that we have there, a lot of people don't know we have it. I'm going to be honest with you. The quality of these t-shirts is is it's almost too good. Seriously. Not only do you get the great patch on it, but these are legitimately awesome. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put shit on our website, Luke, okay? I'm telling you the truth on that. The quality RJ Dunkelmaker went for it. So, don't hesitate to get those. They're they're cool as shit and and no one has to know it's even about morning combat, you know? You could just say I like there tie-dye, you, you know? I'm a freebaser. I love this shit. Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, so then we're back on Friday for Dead Wrongs. You, of course, get those in at morningcombat at gmail.com as well. Showtime.com, if you want to try it, 30 days for free. You, if you like it, if you can keep it. If not, you can go do whatever you want with your life. Uh, and, yeah, BC, that is it. Um, we are. Should we tell the audience? It could all get blown up because a, our nanny showed up today with COVID, so I might have COVID. We'll have to see. But my if I don't have COVID... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I might have it. I'm just saying, uh, if I don't have it, then we will be together in studio next week in the yeah, brand so, <clears> new <throat> studio. There may not be much to react to, although obviously uh, I'll be in Orlando Friday night for Showbox. We'll talk a little bit more about that on Friday, but but that's a good fight to check out this weekend. Outside of that, Luke, there's nothing going on. So next week, you and I, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Jersey City, Luke, and the brand new, for the first time, MK Studio, which you and I had a very... Large hand in designing, unlike the past, where they're like, "What are we gonna put these guys in a bomb shelter?" No, no, let's let's put them in a massage parlor. No, Luke, this time was you and I saying, "No, let's do it. Let's do it the MK way." I completely agree. So I am excited to see what happens, and we'll go from there. Um, we'll let you didn't hear know. a word so, I said, Luke. You didn't. You know, you didn't. It was like I did. Oh, you said no, no, no. I did. It's just not very important. But what you said was like you know previous studios. They made for us with this one, we kind of had a hand in it. And I'm like, dude, again, you seem to think that when you say something, it's like every time gold. And I'm just here to tell you, I was like, sometimes it's gold, sometimes it's just ordinary. You know what I'm saying? So, with that in mind, um, yes, almost famous for Friday, studio next week, provided I don't have COVID. All right? That's what we'll do. Okay. <laughs> That was a that was a Saint Anger like performance for me today. Is really what you're saying, you know? Like, hey Arnold, uh, maybe you shouldn't have given birth in that movie with, you know? What I mean, maybe maybe you should have you know, rethought that direction of your career. I feel like the first hour was load, and the second hour was like reload. You know, it was just. <laughs> all right, all right, great. Uh, so all right, we'll with back, that though. with that in mind, with that in mind, for Malka, for CBS Sports, for Showtime, for the Viceroy of Connecticut. 
Uh, Brian Campbell, I'm Luke Thomas. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Go watch Almost Famous. And until then, may all of your gains be loyal.